thanks for downloading episode 11 of the SAP UK podcast. This episode features a short interview between Mikhail Verhoeven, Managing Director for SAP UK and Ireland, and Peter Pritchard, CEO of Pets at Home. They discuss Pets at Home's technology strategy and how to delight customers at our recent Customer Success Summit. Welcome, Peter, to our Customer Success Summit. We are here with thousands of employees from the UK and Ireland and all our partners in the ecosystem. It's a pleasure to have you here. Great. Well, thank you very much for inviting me. It's a real honor to be here today. It's our honor to host you as our customer. What we really want from this session is to hear from you, your voice of the customer, to understand what matters to you, what you seek as outcomes from your partnership with SAP. But really, what is Pets at Home all about? You run a fantastic company with some amazing growth in difficult times. And I would love it if you can share a little bit about your business. Tell us a little bit more about Pets at Home, the business itself. Sure. Well, firstly, thank you for inviting me. As you said, I'm Peter, I'm the group CEO, and I've been a pet at home now for 10 years, although I've been the CEO for the last uh, three years. But I've spent a lifetime in retail and customer-facing business, actually over 30 years serving customers. So Pets at Home, we're a PLC, and we're the UK's leading pet care business. We're probably one of the largest in the sector, and we've got revenues over a billion, but we're actually quite fast-growing. We recently published our Q3 results, and our business is growing at 18% like for like, which in the current environment is pretty much remarkable. We're very fortunate in the fact that actually we um, were a business that was built ourselves upon data. And actually, we recognize the heart of that, how important it is. We've got 6.2 million customers. But that is really powerful for us because it means that we get to understand our customers better than our competitors understand our customers. So whilst you might think of it as a pet shop, well, actually, 35% of our revenue is actually coming from pet services. So whilst I've got 451 pet shops, we actually have 440 um, veterinary partners, um, either both in our store or standalone. But we also operate 315 grooming salons. And we're a true omnichannel business. So about 15% of our revenues now come in through omnichannel. And that's obviously growing and has done through the COVID crisis. But what we really are, are 15,000 mad pet people who are on a mission to be the best pet care business in the world and helping pet parents have a truly amazing time with their with their pets. Now that's a big statement, right? So you want to be a service provider in a way, Peter. Can you explain to us the transformation that you're going through? You know that we in SAP are going on a massive transformation towards more services and outcome-oriented solutions. What does that mean for you as pets at home and how does your business model change? Yeah, it's a great question because I think when you speak to most retailers and, and businesses, they'll talk about the things that they sell. Was When I talk about our business, I start off from a position of actually how do we make customer lives better? And so quite simply, I would say that our job is to make pet ownership easier, more convenient, more rewarding and more supportive. And therefore actually help them do what they really want to do, which is be fantastic pet parents and that for us means that we want to be there from the start of your journey, literally to the end. So a cradle to grave solution. So, for example, um, putting um, um, our capability together, our, our pet products and our services in one place, actually, that should make life a little bit more helpful and more convenient. And that's why we built out our vet division and we've been building the UK's largest grooming business. But actually, it's about bringing them together. 
So the, the pet market, most people won't be aware of this, but the pet market is a large one. It's worth about six and a half billion pounds in the UK. And it's one of those very few categories that actually is continuing to grow. And we want to make sure that we take the largest slice of that market. And that means about really thinking about taking as much spend from customers as we can do. So a couple of areas I'd pull out is things like subscriptions. And I, I'm absolutely in awe of organizations like SAP who have moved away from selling product to selling software as a service. And that's actually a little bit of how we think about our business, about how do we take the things that we do and present them to customers in a way which are easier and more digestible. So whether that be in our veterinary business, we have a healthcare plan where every, we're paying every four weeks for preventative healthcare or whether we're selling you your flea and worm subscriptions arriving every four weeks. These are different ways in which we can reposition our business to be helpful. And to put it into context, um, we only started really in our subscription journey about three years ago. We already have 1 million customers on a subscription plan in our business, and that's worth about 85 million pounds worth of our revenues. But we've got plans to make this a really important and large part of our business. So in effect, moving away from selling stuff to actually providing solutions for customers. Yeah, fantastic, uh, Peter. I, I really admire the strategy that you've embarked on. And it's not what people expect when, when they think about a retailer. Um, so that, that I think, um, is differentiating you from many others with the subscription and the services that you've embarked on. Now, in interestingly, this is going to affect how your customers are experiencing the engagement with you in your stores. And that means your employees and your store managers need to be retrained. So how do you go about the organizational transformation of the people? Yeah, look, I think um, it goes hand in hand with the transformation of the organization, um, because firstly, um, it doesn't mean that the role of the store is dead. Far from it. We actually think our physical estate is absolutely crucial because we don't think this is any more a bricks or a clicks debate. It's about having a joined up experience for customers and therefore using our physical estate combined with a fantastic digital experience, we think is a winning formula. We have a specific element of our strategy. Um, that we call out this specific transformation of our people. And we say, setting our people free to serve. And what we mean by that is using the power of data, AI, machine learning to empower our colleagues to do the things that machines can't. And that means engaging, providing brilliant service, providing an experience to really truly serve customer needs. Because the pet category is a very emotional category. People bring their dog shopping. And we think by unleashing our amazingly experienced people, our very knowledgeable people with the right information at the right time, we can really create value for customers. And that's where we think tech comes in. We think it's the power of bringing together great tech and great people to provide an unrivaled, fantastic experience. So you have given us some challenges to work on for SAP. We're working on the finance transformation with you together with our implementation partner, Eden House. Uh, finance transformation on Microsoft Azure. We're working on a success factors deployment for your HR transformation. And of course, we as SAP are always hungry for more. But you have a particular point of view about that as well, right? You basically say, come on, guys, just deliver and promise, promise and deliver, and then we'll see again. Can, can you describe a bit your philosophy of working together? Yeah, look, I, I, in some respects, I describe this as the relationship that we have to build with our customers. You know, we want to maximize the lifetime value from our customers. And in doing that, we have actually can't look at it as a transaction by transaction basis. We've got to look to building a relationship. And, and in, in a relationship, there's got to be 
give or take. But at the core of that relationship has got to be you deliver on your promises. Because, you know, I always describe this in our business. It's, a, it's like, um, you know, if you come into our store and we haven't got the product that you want to buy, we fail at the first hurdle. It's like, it's like inviting people for dinner and you haven't got enough food. You know, it's offensive. So it's really important that we actually hold each other to account about why you're there, what you're there to do, and you do what you say you're going to do when you're going to do it. And the same applies to us. And I think from that, you, you build something which is really important. So in our world with customers, the most important thing we do is build trust. Because from that trust, you know, they're, they're often trusting with the health of their pet, uh, you know, they're grooming their pet, the diet they feed their pet. Trust is so important. And when we win trust, we always win more with the customer because they, they there's something which is much more tangible. And that's exactly how I describe working with something like SAP. We've got to build trust. And that means when we need your help, you're there, you rock up, you show up, and you, and you bail us out. You do things that you know are over and above, and you create a two-way relationship. But I think those partners that we work with are enduring. They work with us because they understand that they align. They want to try and help us achieve our goals. You know, they're the ones, actually, that are there for many, many years to come, and their business grows with us because we trust them. Yes. And that trust you just articulated, Peter, there's a, a Harvard professor called Dr. Frances Frey. And I, in my view, she articulated trust beautifully. She said, there's always three elements to the pyramid, authenticity, empathy, and logic. And all three need to come in for somebody to genuinely trust the other party. And I think it's a really, um, it's true for you your customer centricity at the retail level, at the corporate level, it doesn't matter. It is what we have to deliver together to you, right? Mm -hmm. Now, there's an added dimension here, which is SAP as a software company, we have 100,000 employees, but that's not nearly enough to service our 425,000 or more customers, right? So clearly we need to go to market to, through partners and we do that. And in your case, we have Intelligence as a partner. That's the main reselling partner and a trusted partner by you as well. And of course, you have choice of implementation partners nonetheless. But we, we have to take a bet as a company, as SAP, to trust our partner that they will translate what's best for you and we together deliver that. Now, if you think about that, that adds complexity to, to you as, as a customer, obviously, but it also means you have expectations of the SAP partners and they're on this call. So from the partners of SAP, what would you say is really critical to you in the representation and execution? Yeah, I, I think it's back to the same point. Actually, I think there's, there's, there's an alignment, there's an understanding and there is a trust that will get things done. And uh, now I think the great thing about partners often is they can provide a really important bridge between us and people like SAP because they understand um, the doability, what, what can be done and how. And I think it's no different, actually. I think in, in any of those relationships with a partner or indeed you know, SAP directly, we've got to have an understanding of our objectives, what we're trying to achieve, how the product that you're, you're selling us is going to help us achieve it and how we can get the most out of it. And I think our best implementation partners are the ones that don't just do the implementation, they help us extract value that wasn't in the business case. That's when something really delivers for us. You know, delivering the business case is like great, fantastic. That's what we that's what we spend. Great partners actually help us create more value than the actual than the actual business case it was itself. And I think about our best implementation implementation partners. They're culturally aligned. You know, they understand how we think, how we work, our language. Um, they understand the mentality of the organization, 
and they build trusted individual relationships because they can, because they're on the ground and they know the people. And I would say to the partners um, on this call, you know, that's where you're going to win. It's, it's no different, as I described, to how we work with our customers. You know, we have 6.2 million customers, 451 uh, shops, 15,000 people. But I can tell you now, our most loyal customers are the ones who have been served by a fantastic colleague who they remember by name, and they went above and beyond. So different. That's where real trust and loyalty is built. Well, I can tell you that last point is true because that puppy that we're getting, that mini schnauzer that's coming this weekend, that puppy, the mom of it, my wife, she went to your store and I asked her to report back to me on her experience. And that's exactly what she said. This customer centricity from the frontline person in taking care of her needs and advising her about what was possible and needed now versus later was instrumental. So that's our ambition to be that for you as well, right? Yeah. With our partners, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe uh, one more thing about uh, outcomes, right? You, you want to achieve outcomes and you have a very strong data-centric capability in your organization. You have a chief data officer and you have a chief information officer, Robert and William, and they're fantastic capable individuals themselves. But what outcomes are you looking for? If you think about it going forward, right? Yeah. We understand your strategy of services, subscription, retail, you know, turnover per square foot. But what outcome do you want to see happen with us in the next one to three years? Yeah. You- Look, when, when, I, when I describe my business, I think um, it's actually really simple, our business. Um, I, I've already said the first thing is um, the benefit of having that insight in our customers means I need to know my customers better than Amazon knows my customers. And that means having a level of insight and understanding, which means we can be really helpful and convenient in a way that Amazon never could be. So Amazon might know that you get a dog. We should know you've got a miniature schnauzer. We should know the name of that dog. We should know the age of that dog. And therefore the recommendations we can make are absolutely timely and helpful at the point in time when you need them. We're not trying to sell you stuff. We're trying to help you. So I think that's that's the starting point. The most two uh, important outcomes for us for a business are quite straightforward. And one of the benefits of being uh, in, a, in a customer-facing organization, we get a scorecard every second of the day as to whether people came and give us their hard-earned cash or not. And at the end of every day, we know whether we did a good job or a bad job because we see the scorecard. And therefore, there's only two things that really matter for us is, are you, are you winning more new customers uh, and retaining them? And are they spending more money with you? Because they're the ultimate two measures of, of loyalty. And we keep it that simple. Now, there's loads of other outcomes below that in terms of detail. But at a very macro level, that's what we focus in on. And underneath that is, you know, is coming back to knowing our customers really well, putting products and services in front of them that, which are helpful and relevant that make their lives easier and making it really easy for them because we remove those um, barriers that actually stop them and you know, allow them to give them money somewhere else. That is a very macro level um, are our outcomes and we measure them ruthlessly every single day because at the end of the day if we don't get those it doesn't matter how much you like us or how fancy our brand is or how great our advertising is they're the things that are really measurable and um, at the end of every day I know whether we've done a good job or a bad job because the customers have voted with their feet and that's what I love about being a customer facing business because you get that immediacy of whether you've done a good job or not. Absolutely and we feel your passion for the business Peter thank you so much for being with us on this call if you could make one last request to SAP partners, to SAP employees, what would that be? Yeah. Well, actually, I'll make two because firstly, with the size of the audience we've got here, I'm sure there'll be lots and lots of pet owners. So firstly, um, if you're not sure of the pets at home, why not? We're supporting you. So come on, please give us a bit of support back. 
Um, I think I think the second uh, ask I'd have is take time to get to know your customer. You know, you can't think about um, you know customers being this generic. You've actually got to understand their needs. And actually, you know what? What you'll often find is you spend a little bit of time understanding the needs. I, I guarantee you will sell more product because actually, what you can do is tailor and. By better understanding our needs, you can better tailor what you're doing for us. And whenever we talk the same language, you know what? Guess what? Business happens. So take that time to really, truly understand and empathize. I recognize sometimes support goes a long, long way in this emotional bank account that we have with each of our partners when we need help and you, and you really help us. And actually, you've done that recently with us in terms of solving some problems. That goes a long way. Thank you. Thank you so much, Peter. And for those of you who are listening, I hope you're equally inspired, but not just a retail business, but a transforming pets business that's really differentiating itself, not just in the UK market, but well beyond. Congratulations to you for running a fantastic company. Thank you for putting your trust in us. I know we have to earn it every day. We've got a lot of work to do, but we see a great future for you and we are delighted to be your partner. Thank you so much, Peter. Thank you.